welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first bilingual show for CSNP, the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. And tonight, I'm just going to read this because you will have fun. Get ready to be spellbound by the glam witch. Michael Harkis, magic Makes magic across the windy city of Chicago as a genderqueer author, terror reader, and glamour witch. After practicing privately for two decades, Michael stepped out of the broom closet and into the role of teacher, dedicating his energy to uplifting and mentoring others on using witchcraft for self-empowerment. Since then, he has authored six books, written a variety of digital content, and presented workshops across the United States as a speaker on the art of witchcraft, witchcraft and glamour. Through this, he has made a name for himself as the glam witch, known for his bubbly personality, an eccentric flair for captains, kimonos, and the color pink, and powerful transform transformative magic. Focusing primarily on glamour magic, Michael's practice centers around magical aesthetics and adornment using fashion and makeup to cultivate inner and outer makeovers, inspiring others to tap into their personal power and creativity to create positive change in their own lives and the world around them. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks so much for having me back. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm just mad at myself because when I practice read your biography, <laughs> I did not have not one mistake. And then when I read it on the air, it came out all butchered. Isn't that how it always goes? We always practice and practice. And then when we're actually doing something live, it's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I, I know am, how that goes. You know what? I am such a self-judgy, critical person of my English mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I keep forgetting that English is my second language. And I'm fucking mm -hmm. bilingual. And I'm allowed to make mistakes. So. Absolutely. I mean, I make mistakes all the time and English is my first language. I remember <laughs> um, as a kid, I was so always so nervous when like the teacher would call on me to like read something out loud. And I would like, very, very full of anxiety, try to read the whole chapter privately in my head. So I was prepared to, to read um, when called on. And uh, that's I don't know that that's kind of always sat in me. I'm, I'm not a great reader on the spot type of person I need to make sure I practice and um and have that all, all down so I get it I guess uh next time we don't practice man we just do it we just do it it happened you know it happened with my student I have an ESL student uh -huh. and he read a whole paragraph the other day so well and by the time I got my recording device and I was going to record him secretly and whatnot and I asked him to read it again and then he made mistakes so mm -hmm. I guess go with the first, be authentic, go with the first instinct. But enough about language. We're not here to talk about language or mistakes. We're here to talk about glamour. And Absolutely. So Pride Month is over. 
but I'm still celebrating because I'm still celebrating my birthday because I'm always celebrating. When's so, your birthday? Uh, July. It was on July 2nd. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very and, nice. Yeah. It was July 49, baby. Okay. I'm, I'm, ab- I'm about to go on the fifth floor next year. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do a big party and you're invited, Woo-hoo! obviously. But Fabulous. anyway. Can't wait. I know. Me too. I just, I can't believe Happy thank, belated, darling. Thank you. Like I say, I'm still celebrating and I'm still celebrating pride. And I was going to tell you, like you, I don't think that June affects you because you seem to be celebrating pride the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. People are gay. I'm gay. I celebrate it every day. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Does it make it's, any difference for you to have a like a month? Not at all. In fact, it just kind of makes me a little more frustrated because it just see um, like the, uh, I forget the term. I, I, I saw it the other day. It was something, I think it's called like rainbow whitewashing where just companies and corporations just want to throw it up there to blindly show fake support um, and people fall for it and think that it's, it's legitimate and it's not. And it's just kind of disappointing all the way around. So I um I try to choose, you know, I try to live my life in a state of pride at all times, you know, and that has a little bit to do with glamour magic in itself, you know, kind of tapping into that self-love, um, that self-confidence, that self-empowerment uh, that witchcraft can create within an individual and uh, basically reflecting that outward for the world to see. So I'm, I'm a, a pride person 24 hours, 24 seven. Every day, every year, all of that. Exactly. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be a big flashy rainbow or anything along those lines in order to, to be meaningful. It's just yeah. my authenticity that, that speaks that way. So, but that's just me. I know some people really enjoy it and, and love that, um, you know, that visibility and stuff. And that's definitely important. But for me, it's, it's not something of, of major importance in my life. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it is, the, the term is rainbow washing. And for those folks who might be interested in hearing about it, uh, on June 20th, on Lunatic Mondays, we talk about it. And we also talk about ways to kind of like move out of the rainbow washing. Mm. So if you all didn't listen when it aired on June 20th, you can listen now because all of, our, all of our shows are available to listen and to download for free. Mm. Fabulous. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but speaking of, different things speaking of different things you're doing things differently you were just telling me something before we came on the air and i'm like Uh what there's a couple of different things going on in my life um yeah one one thing is um you know i've been kind of a powerhouse for putting out a bunch of books uh for a while so it's been I, i lose track at this point i think there's six there's the glam witch the complete book of boon spells witchcraft for daily self care Love Spells for the Modern Witch, Moon Spells for Beginners, and most recently, Astrology for Witches. And um, I'm finishing up uh, one more um, book that I can't kind of give any information on yet, but uh, I'm finishing up kind of the contract that I have with that one publisher and kind of looking to explore other options at this point. Um, I also have a passion project that I've been kind of slowly working on the last couple of years. It'll It'll hopefully be coming out next year on my birthday. Um, another one I can't really give too much away on, but it's uh, it's very near and dear to my heart. And it's in a lot of ways 
um, I, I would say that it's maybe my second book. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Um, I look at the, the most recent stuff that I've done and um, I love it. I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm happy that people have been enjoying it. That's the whole purpose of me doing it to be of service to the community mm-hmm. and putting stuff out there that people can enjoy, but you know, they've kind of been on, on just kind of, uh, how do I say this? Um, beginner level um, topics, things that there are a lot of books out there on. And what I loved was my first book, The Glam Witch, was something that was so brand new and unique. It wasn't just solely on glamour magic. It was the documentation of my personal practice um, mm-hmm. the, as a devotee to the goddess Lilith. And uh, it was, I, from what I love about it, it it's really, um, I think it's changed a lot of perception on Lilith, uh, especially what I've kind of seen um, in the last couple of years, which, of course, I don't necessarily need the credit for but I think I definitely had a hand in in um in doing that but uh but yeah I'm I'm interested to kind of change course a little bit you know going away from maybe some of the more beginner topics and kind of the uh, the very um um I I I I use the word elementary but I don't mean it in a bad way just uh just newer newer subjects and um and doing something else that's a little uh off the beaten path something that's very different um, than what's been put out there. And so I'm, I'm really excited to share that once the time is right for it. Uh, but all that being said and done, another big like change that's happened, and I haven't talked about it too, like too publicly yet, uh, is that, you know, for the longest time, I've, I've kind of been known as the devotee of, of Lilith. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, that was the first book, GLAM being an acronym for the Great Lilithian Arcane Mysteries. Um, and I've spent literally my, I mean, I can trace it out and I've talked about it in the introduction of that book, you know, how Lilith has kind of guided me to witchcraft up until this point. And um, I'd say for about the last year or so, I've kind of felt a waning in our relationship. And um, it's kind of weird and scary. I think a lot of it is kind of some of that Catholic Christian guilt, like, oh my God, is is the deity striking me down? Am I cursed? They hate me, those types of things. And, you know, we know that's that's not necessarily the case. But um, at the pink moon this year in April, the full moon in Libra, I tried to do um, a very big ritual of meditation. And uh, the, the voice that I kind of got was, you're free to go. Um, that there's, there's nothing else that I can provide for you to help you to evolve and grow at this point. There's someone else calling and um, you should go after it. And that, that's kind of been freaky for me because in the past there have been other gods, goddesses that have kind of popped up. And uh, I got the very extreme sense from Lilith that it was not okay to go that way. Um, and I think a big part of that was because I needed to write that book. I needed to put that book out there to maybe change perception, have her gain new followers, something along those lines. And uh, I, fu- I fulfilled that duty. And mm-hmm. so, again, in the, the last year of time, as I felt a waning from Lilith, I felt a very powerful um, draw towards Aphrodite. And uh, it makes a lot of sense, you know, glamour, aesthetic, everything that I'm, I'm doing it's a natural move, a natural progression. Um, if we look at Lilith and how she uh, was considered the handmaiden to the goddess Inanna Ishtar, you know, that was the predecessor for Aphrodite. Um, and then Aphrodite came later. So I, I think it, it all is working out in the way that it should be working out. And it's a, a very new relationship, but it's so weird that like, you know, I, I've, I've explained to people so many times how you work with patrons, how you pay attention to deities coming into your life again. And, and now that I have to relive that experience, 
it's like, oh my God, am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? What's going on here? Uh, so it's been interesting, um, but I'm very excited for it. And it's, it's definitely a different type of energy, but um, I also think that in a lot of ways, Lilith and Aphrodite are two sides of the same coin. Um, you just get two different types of energy from it. So um, that's kind of the biggest, like, witchy spiritual thing that's different that's going on in my life. So, um, but it's, you know, witchcraft is the perpetual art of transformation. It's always constantly changing and evolving. And so we as humans, as practitioners, we need to do that as well. And um, it's always easier to go with the season rather than fight against it, which I know is hard to do here in Chicago, as you know, because we can have all four seasons in one day, which is why I have a little bit of a air conditioning cough right now. But yeah. anyways. <laughs> and, and the certainty that everything is uncertain and the things yes. change all the time. And mm. as you say, you know, we, we understand that we work with deities until whatever point, but it's always odd you know when when a new one calls and in my opinion and this is obviously just my personal point of view um i think that we get from them as they get from us like we do with our human relationships you know absolutely like, like we're we're friends for a while because we were feeding each other and feeding uh -huh. off each other mm-hmm and then those needs or interests, uh, interests, or even the joy passes, yeah. you know, and it's not like a breakup. It's not like a bitter breakup. No, it's, it's definitely like, not. And I, I love that you just said that. And it, you know, it's now making me think too. It's like, if I look at friends, I mean, friends, family members, things like this, they're not everyone is in your life or forever. There's a couple that stay for a very long time. And some friendships will evolve and change. And yes, you're still in each other's lives, but it's not as intense and um, as crazy as it used to be. And maybe you'll get together every two years or so. And it's a wonderful, you know, remix yeah. <laughs> um, of the energy that you once had. I don't think Lilith has gone from my life forever. I think at one point, you know, we'll definitely um, be connected again. But the, I guess the, the monogamous deity relationship that I had with her is, uh, is not where it was once upon a time ago it's yeah. evolving it's shifting and changing and um and i it just it makes sense and i um i feel great to finally embrace it and uh um it's and what's kind of weird too was i was going through my closet the other day and i was looking there was a, a box and it was like all of my stuff from when i was a witch when i was a teenager mm -hmm. and i forgot that the very first statue that i ever had of any deity any god goddess anything was Aphrodite and it's this really cute little statue that I've never seen anywhere else I remember getting it in the suburbs here in Frankfurt at this old store called Practical Magic and um and I was just like wow Aphrodite was kind of in my life early on too um it's just Lilith had to do work with me first and mm -hmm. you know that makes sense because Lilith really taught me um unconditional self-love and really really being able to tap into who you are your identity and saying fuck it <laughs> and and just being whoever it is that you're going to be and being authentic and doing that and now I think moving into an Afro, uh, Aphrodite area that's now where I can be more of a loving giver of my heart to the world to the community um, and kind of you know push that out more at a, a stronger speed because um, that's kind of more her energy where 
Lilith is more independent and figuring who, who you are out. Aphrodite is a little bit more global and more macro rather than micro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's really fun. It's exciting to kind of, to, to evolve and change. So stay tuned. We'll see how it goes. I know. I know it's going to be good. And, and I love that you, especially, you know, as an author who has read the book on Lilith are like, yeah, well, that, that has passed and we're moving on to the next thing. It has. It's, sometimes I feel sad though, because I'm like, I, I, you know, of course still get messages from people that that book has been such a huge part of their life and, you know, what else, what didn't I put in the book or what other things, you know, are happening now that I can share. And it's just, I feel sad sometimes because it's not exactly what it was, but it, it never was meant to be that way. It was meant to be a snapshot and a documentation of my practice up until that point. And then yeah. from here on out, it, again, it continues to evolve and change and stuff. So um, it's like the tower. Absolutely. A spiritual tower, for it's sure. Spiritual tower. And and crumbling down and now you have to rebuild it. So yeah, yeah. And just coming out of it and being safe, you know? Absolutely. Um, so speaking of of uh, writing books, because that's kind of your thing, you, you <laughs> yeah. also wrote a book called Astrology for Witches. That's the youngest one. That's the most that's baby, the baby, baby one. Yeah, that one, it actually, it actually came out the day after my birthday too, which was kind of funny um, that it's a book on astrology and it was coming out at my birthday. Like, come on now. That that was kind <laughs> of kismet. But um, yeah, I uh, it was such a fun book to write. I love astrology. And um the best thing that I can kind of say about it is that someone left me a a lovely review and um, I just loved what they said in it because it definitely translated the right way. There's something along the lines of like, this is not a book for the serious astrology person. This is a book for witches who want to work with astrology and use it in their practice. So I think some people are kind of thinking that it was going to be like this major, 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 like in-depth astrology thing. But like, to be honest, you can study astrology for your entire life and still not know anything. It can be very dense, but it took me the longest time to ever understand it until I actually went to an astrologist and they broke it down for me in such a way that it like all made sense. So I wanted to do something similar to, to help witches kind of understand these are the different ways that you can work with the planets. I'm very big at, in working with the planets and knowing kind of where they are and, and what connection they have to the other planets or if one's in retrograde or if um, you know another, it's conjunct to another planet. I love working with planetary energies and of course, you know, day of the week magic, you know, and all of the days are connected to the planets and things. So um, you know, looking at the different transits as the planets continue to move, there's something about it that just really, I have found to be one of the most, um, how do I say it, uh, crucial aspects of the witchcraft that I put out there. Um, if I kind of align it with this, the right astrological um, tides, if you will, uh, they have a better chance of, of um, taking hold. So um so that's essentially it. The book, it's, it's, it talks all about kind of astrology, gives a little bit of a background on it, explains what all of the different signs are and all of the different planets and how you can find your natal chart. And then it's broken down um, with each chapter having a, a section of spell work to do. Um, each one has a meditation uh, and then three different spells or rituals. And then it ends with um, a list of transits. So as the planets move uh, and go into different houses or different 
um, zodiac signs, you know, there's a, a mundane level of energy there and then there's a magical energy. So I included some different tips and tricks on how to work with those as it continues to evolve. So anyone who's interested in working their own work and writing their own spells has a kind of guide on the right timing to do that. I think it's fantastic that you wrote this book the way you wrote it. Whatever people say, that's their opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you can't be everyone's cup of tea ever. So no, 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 nobody. But the thing is, for witches that only want to know what does this do when I do this? Yes. I think mm -hmm. that's perfect because I I really like uh, they are the weak magic. Yeah. And you know, that's hands on the lunatic Mondays. Absolutely. And that's why in the past I've done glam Fridays, you know, and yeah, doing little yeah, tips yeah. and tricks on Instagram and stuff um, to talk about those. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. I love and it. I remember when I was coming <laughs> out with the name for lunatic Mondays, can you believe seven years ago? Oh, wow. No. So, Uh, when I propose the name, you know, it's going to be on Monday. So why not Lunatic Mondays? And I choose it because it translates very well to Spanish, you know, Lunes Lunatico. So it, it keeps that lunacy of the, the Luna, the moon and all of that. I'm Absolutely. a cancer. I'm a cancer. <laughs> so, of course, I want to yes. you know, make it coincide. And back then when I was on the different um, station, mm -hmm. every day was up for grabs. So whatever day I wanted, and that's why I wanted Monday. Okay. Because of the moon and because I'm a cancer. So those are the little things that witches need to pay attention to, or if they so choose to pay attention Absolutely. for the for the magic. And <laughs> if you broke it down like that on your book, I think it's a great tool to have. Thank you. You know. So speaking of other books, um, what what is in the near future well you already said you cannot talk okay so you can yeah so talk well there's there's two i mean i'm working <laughs> on two one is hopefully going to be coming out in um december and i won't be able to talk about it until probably right around Samhain. um and then the other one will be coming out next april hopefully if it unless there's any delays which could happen um uh, but as of now hopefully end of february around maybe around like valentine's day i'll be able to kind of make um some kind of announcement about that book Okay, so midsummer, we're we're basically in the middle of the summer. Yes. If the, if the heat is not indication here on July twenty fifth, <coughs> I don't know what yes. else will Excuse be. Me. Um, Absolutely. What presentations or are you going somewhere? Are you touring? Are you doing some book signings and stuff? No, I've kind of um, retreated from doing the majority of that. I have signed up for. Um, I'm still ironing out the kinks, so I'm not sure if I. Um, I may even able to talk about it, but there is um there is going to be one uh in-person kind of festival thing that I'm doing in October in mm -hmm. Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so um once I get more information on that, of course I'll be making announcements online and and posting and things, but that'll be fun. Uh otherwise I I don't have anything else planned for this year. Um I'm kind of I want to still kind of take some time off and regroup and figure things out a little bit before I make a kind of big splashy appearance. But again, hopefully next year when that, when that book comes out that I'm very, very passionate about in April, mm -hmm. um, I hope to make a, another book tour uh, for that one. And because uh, originally when I did the Glam Witch, I did, I think there was a six city book tour that I did most of the East Coast and the Midwest. And then I was planning 
um, in early 2020 to hit the West Coast, but the apocalypse happened and I wasn't able to do that. So um, I really hope that I'll be able to do a a pretty decent um, book tour next year with that book that comes out. And, And we'll see how it goes from there. That is so cool. I mean, hopefully things continue in a way that we can still continue socializing and going out and doing things and going absolutely because the glam witch got to go out there and be seen okay of course (laughs) (laughs) enough of this enough of this not being seen and speaking of glamour and transformations and Mm -hmm. you have a new kind of a personal project that is not necessarily related to your books but it's very much related to your work Yes, and hopefully somewhere down the line it will be a book <laughs> if someone ah, catches up. But um, ah. but yeah, I started doing. Um, I listed on my website and I made a couple announcements. I'm doing magical makeovers now, uh, as um an intuitive stylist, and uh, so with that, it's kind of my personal way to offer one-on-one support and guidance, um, and kind of give tools that will inspire a complete and lasting lifestyle li- um, lifestyle shift uh, that embraces the art of glamour and magic and so with my magical makeovers I help guide individuals on creating uh, a unique look um, from head to toe in accordance with their personality their way of life and their ultimate goals right and so um, you know sessions can include uh, you know me kind of talking to them about how they uh, will want to transform their closet into a full-time wardrobe for manifestations the different kinds of crystals, colors, herbs, things like that to incorporate into their lives on a daily basis to, again, kind of amplify and direct the energy that they want, um, accept their themselves and honor themselves with self-love, um, honor the body that they are in, and uh, combat negative mindsets, um, and ultimately summon a spiritual glamour to tap into their own personal divinity. So um, I'm offering 60-minute magical consultations uh, and then I also have a couple of add-ons such as, you know, personalized, personally putting together a bewitchment lookbook. So anyone that's kind of familiar with fashion magazines and stuff, that's kind of where you kind of tell me what your needs are, what you want to have. And I'll actually go in and create the actual booklet myself, of some images and stuff for you to kind of take a look and remember as you're kind of going through styling things. Um, also offering maybe a a mini tarot reading if you wanted to incorporate that seeing what the next couple of months are looking like for you so that way you can kind of work towards your goal and um, use your fashion your style in order to bring that into the world as well as offer um, small uh, glamour astrological readings so looking at your natal venus and kind of where it's going and what's going on with it um, to see what your cosmic glamour can be like and then for those who are really interested in kind of keeping this this up, uh, I also have a monthly makeover membership uh, where it would be a weekly uh, kind of check-in um, to keep you accountable for your style goals and um, and just membership. I think at one point I wanted to do a, a magical membership of some kind and I just was having a hard time focusing on what that would be, if it was just going to be open and it could be, you know, if the individual wanted to know candle magic or cookie magic or something and kind of teaching them that way. But I really wanted to take over, um, I guess, take back control of my brand uh, as the Glam Witch, an advocate for glamour magic and provide something along those lines. So it's great for witches and non-witches alike. It's great for if you have a specific 
um, event coming up, such as a wedding or birthday party, um, anything along those lines where you wanted to just treat yourself, essentially, and, um, and tap into your own personal divinity and, and amplify that with some magical aesthetic. Because if you think about it, I mean, I think spiritual, not spiritually, but I think um, the spiritual movement, whether that's witchcraft or any, anything else kind of in the magical communities, um, I think we've been continuously taught uh, the idea of non-attachment and separating yourself from the material world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really don't necessarily agree with that <laughs> wholeheartedly. Of course, I wouldn't as the glam witch. But, uh, you know, I think personal style is sacred. There's a sacred spirituality to that. Um, any form of self-expression is a form of self-love and, and, uh, and that should be honored. And so honoring yourself in that way um, is not only like massively empowering. And of course, you know, the more empowered you are as an individual, the more powerful you can be as a witch out there and create the change in the world. So um, it's just kind of a small little thing that I'm trying to do to kind of give back on top of doing my weekly tarot readings um, at uh, Buzz by Zaya here in Chicago on Fridays and Saturdays and um, astrological readings for clients that want that as well. So just an extra little service out there. If anyone Mm -hmm. wanted to book my website, www.theglamwitch.com, you can find a link to it there and, and set up an appointment. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, you, you reminded me of, I was talking to Veronica Wild a couple of months ago when she came to the show and we were talking about that culture of detachment and um, mm-hmm. how it has been whitewashed. And by whitewash, I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about light, love and light, white, light wash. Oh garbage okay um i mean it it works for folks that that works for right but um that does but at the same time light blinds you it can blind you from the lessons and the obstacles that you need in life i feel like we you know we should look at our obstacles as blessings because they kind of can reveal our hidden strengths and um help us grow and evolve so and and this culture of detachment comes with its own little baggage of because we are so detached to whatever mm-hmm. they believe that anything and everything that happens, you call it somehow, or it's part of your path. So they're yeah. telling people to whom horrible things happen. Oh yeah. Because this is part of your path because you're detached to what? Like yeah. it's just some kind of BS philosophy that has been again, uh, love and light whitewash in yeah. my opinion and it's like no not even the western philosophies from when you are still I mean borrowing um, mm-hmm. are like that you know it, it's not like that and I think in my opinion as a as a feminist witch and as a witch of the goddess the goddess being the earth Yes, we are attached to material things. We are attached to this earth. I don't want yes. no heaven. I don't want no afterlife. I don't want no uh, ascetic. Uh, you know, like no, I want to sin. See, and I think that that <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And it's interesting that you bring this up. I'm starting to think now, like because a lot of times, you know, when I'm doing re- readings for clients um, on a weekly basis and stuff, you know, whenever I get 
any kind of the coins, right? The coins of the pentacles, the discs, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I always try to tell them, I'm like, you know, this has a lot to do with material items, not necessarily money though. A lot of times, you know, readers will look at it as just money, but also people, we are, we are material matter. It's anything that is, can provide security in your life, anything that can provide a sense of foundation. And a lot of time, the, these items, whatever you want to call them, your possessions, you know, that, that can provide security. It can provide a sense of security to you and your practice and the different things that you're doing. So I, um, yeah, I just think that if it works for you and you're someone who really loves things, then go out and have things, you know, it's what you're drawn to. If you really love a minimalist lifestyle and you really don't want any of that, then that's great. Then don't, don't go do it. But you know, there's a, there's a, different things for different people. Like me, I'm a maximalist. I can never yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah. so. Different, different strokes for different folks. And I think yeah. um, one of the most, I always say this, Michael, the four most, the four most magical words are mm-hmm. you do you boo. Yes. I love that. You do you boo. I, you love, do I say you. it all the time. Yeah. You do you, you do what works for you. You do what is important for you. And I, like I say, I, for one, I think most witches to different various extents, we are more connected to the earth and why not have a good life, whatever that means to you Yep. and make it pretty. Like why well, exactly spirituality- make it, I mean- have to be none pretty because and that's the thing too i mean when we think about witchcraft and some i don't know i've been reading some things i mean even stuff i've kind of mentioned at some point too it's you know witchcraft is so connected to the occult what's hidden what's not seen what's not there um you know we think about kind of some different things about witchcraft the you know your psychic intuition and things along those lines those aren't things that you see so it's kind of i think sometimes people go down that roller coaster ride or that rabbit hole of of, you know, the importance of witchcraft is what's not physically in front of you. But at the same time, you know, I'm a visual person. What's in front of me is the magic. I do have to see it. Now, granted, I know I'm not going to see some sparkly orbs or some crap that's like from Charmed. You know, there's make-believe magic and real magic. But part of the magic is the aesthetic. Part of it is that beauty of putting that altar together for whatever deity that you're working with. It gets you in the mood. Your visuals will put you in that mood and that mindset of magic and what it is that you're doing. So whether that is doing a full-blown ritual at the full moon, you have your full circle casting and you have a, a you know a circle perimeter and flowers and candles and all of the wonderful things or it's just you putting on a pendant for the day as you look into the mirror and chant to it to amplify your reflection you know there's aesthetic is important there is a magic to your personal style and your aesthetic and the adornments that you wear and um that's that's really i mean that's me in a nutshell <laughs> and, and the divine that you worship is within you yeah so why wouldn't you have that altar that is your body absolutely you know i i so agree with you in so many things you know i'm always playing with the ego and uh, talking about how wonderful and how beautiful and how marvelous i am and i don't i know it's not everybody's cup of tea but i don't care i live in a society that tells me that for being a female on a brown body i'm less than so yeah. like uh-uh 
I'm not. People pay money to have my cheekbones. So yes. No. So no. <laughs> I like all. I want the glamour. Absolutely. But see, I mean, think about it. If The more that we talk about these things, the more that we kind of continuously boost ourselves up with words and say, you know, like, damn it, I am fabulous. I look great today. You know, I think a lot of times people get kind of wrapped into that. Oh, it's ego driven. But to me, that's still in that whitewashing of white love and light, non-attachment, all of that kind of things. No, love yourself, because the more you constantly speak that into the world. I mean, we talked earlier about language, right? You know, Mm -hmm. speaking spells, we have to say them, right? They are our word. If you are a witch and you've been practicing for a long time, you might not need to do a ritual from head to toe like it's outlined in the beginner books because you've been so connected. So the more you actually say it, the more, you know, you use the language of magic to create magic in your life and the world around you. You know, that's what we, I always am saying, you know, witches, we create change in the world and the world around us, positive changes, shifts, things like that. And so- the more you can kind of, lack of better terms, worship yourself in that way, the more, again, that's going to build your self-confidence to get you to the next mm. level, to be a then of service to other people, right? And, and that's what we're all about. What I've noticed being an indigenous immigrant, whatever that means, I will never understand how I'm native to this land, but I'm an immigrant. But anyway, <laughs> it's like a joke, a bad one. Uh, but being an immigrant, you know, one of my biggest culture clash moments was when I realized that people in the United States have this culture of success, success, and be driven, and be successful, and you have to be the best, and you have to be the best. And then once you are, but don't you dare talk about it. Yeah. Don't you dare spell it. And when you say, you know, it's a spell, well, spell chant charm all those terms come from talk your words exactly you know so and we all have i mean i i think about it sometimes i mean i think about even whenever i tell people you know to say these things believe in yourself feel confident i mean i remember when i was younger and people would tell me that it just felt so distant and cold like how can i do that i don't know how to do that um but you know, the more we give ourselves affirmations, we suggest things to ourselves, we pay attention to our visualizations that can improve our self-image and our mental and emotional perspective, you know, that is a way of deeply honoring who we are and our value. So it's these these kind of um, affirmations and things along those lines, they really are steps to heightening your self-image and making you more of a formidable individual in this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And as always, it's so great to hear you and to have have this bubbly personality and speaking. With my love of caftans and pink. I love that. (laughs) But, but I love the, I love the love. I love the love. We need more people to remind us to love ourselves and the naysayers. And I think a lot of people don't, it's weird. We kind of, I think we're living in a culture where love is kind of going by the wayside. Um, even if we look at kind of uh, relationships and dating in this modern world, so many more people are self-sufficient and they're not going down that road. And um, it's, you know, now for some reason it's coming into my head right now. Maybe that's also the reason why I'm flipping from Lilith to Aphrodite. That Lilith energy is about me. It's about me, 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 and how I can be 
powerful and independent and wonderful, but then there's Aphrodite energy, which is more about love. It's not necessarily romantic love. That's a part of it. There's all of the different types of love, but love leads the way that leads to kindness that disintegrates war that disintegrates all of these different things. So um, it's just interesting. You know, I think I've, I've also gone to um, recently a couple of different, uh, um, I guess, what's it called? Like open circles and things like that. Um, and some online ones and things. And I just continuously see people looking for power or strength or something on those lines. And then it's my turn to chime in is like, well, let's add love into the mix. Love is something that's needed by everybody. Um, yeah. The more the more we can be in a state of love, you know, the more we can be out of a state of fear. And fear is what causes all of the kind of negative things that happen. And so. I think... A transition, not just for you, but for anybody, a transition from me, me, me to let me open it up mm-hmm. is in a way a transition from going from survival mode to thriving. <clears throat> I love that you said that. I I never looked at it that way, but I completely agree. And I I, I might have to steal that and take that at some point. <laughs> is yours. Take it. Fabulous. That's, that's that's why uh, the goddess puts the words in our mouth so we can absolutely charm and enchant. So we can spell it. We can spell it out to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness, it's always fun to have you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Um, let us know the minute <coughs> the minute the new materials come out. Okay. Let us know so we can have you back on the show. Of course. And uh, people might think, because we live in Chicago, we hang out all the time. Sadly, no, because I'm like in Alaska, (laughs) the Alaskan version of Chicago, and you are like in the Brazil down at the bottom of (laughs) the other side of the world. It's a tiny, it's a tiny city. Well, coming from Mexico City, I can say it's a tiny tiny city. city. Uh, It's a tiny city, but it's also big. Yeah, I mean, it takes a whole half an hour to go from Bridgeport to... Oh, if you're lucky, a half hour? That's like an hour. No, that I was going to say it takes a whole half an hour if without traffic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the traffic here in Chicago. But anyway, hopefully we can get to see each other in person at one point. I'm sure and, we will, especially you know, with things opening up now, all of the yeah. different pagan and Chicago witchy things that are going on around the city. Um, are you going to go to Pagan Pride? When is Pagan Pride? September. I don't know, ever know anything about Pagan Pride here because I've, like, I know sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't know, it's changed. Oh, it, it, stuff, it keeps so. happening. It's been happening. It was online the last couple of years. And this year is going to be on September 24th. Okay. So, you know, it will be nice to, to see you there. Absolutely. I might make it out. There you go. All right, my dear. Thank you so much for being on the show. As of course, I thank said, you for having me. Let us know when the new materials come out and uh, let us know how is it going with this new enterprise of yours. And Thank you. Thank you. I will. I'll leave you the microphone so you can say good night to your audience tonight. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining. If you would like to follow me, connect with me, all of that good stuff, head over to my website, www.theglamwitch.com. It will connect to all of my official sites so that way you will not connect with any of the imposters that are continuously out there 
like taking over the entire witch community of authors. So again, www.theglamwitch.com. It will link to all of my books, all of my services, and all of my social media accounts. All right. And thank you, Michael, for being here. Thank you to everybody who's listened live or if you listen later. And my only job here is to remind you to please listen, head over to the CSM podcast page on Facebook. That is the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. So you can connect with all of the other shows that we have on our station. Of course, we have over 700 hours of podcasts and we have absolutely our senior minister, minister Selena Fox with Nature Mystic and Nature Spirituality on Sundays and Wednesdays. On Tuesdays, we have Circle Talk with Deborah Rose. On two Thursdays a month, we have Moon Magic with David and Janet Ewan. Uh, the third Friday of the month, we have Blue Marble with Charbert. And on Saturdays, we have our second bilingual show, Paganos del Mundo or Pagaos del Mundo, the one that is on Spanish and Portuguese with Christian Ortiz, Carolina Moore, Monica Gobin, uh, Harwood Tuileba, Patricia Finclair, and yours truly, Laura Gonzalez. And obviously, every Monday, we have Lunatic Mondays. The first Monday of the month is on Spanish. The second and fourth is on English. And on the third Monday of the month, we have uh, Jake Bradley joining us for the social justice series. So listen and support, please. And until we see each other or hear each other again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye. And thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connecting the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings. <laughs>